Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Let's Be Real. I'm James, your host for today's episode. I'm thrilled to be joined once again by the one and only Movie Games lad, Nayan. How are we doing, man? I'm good, mate. Had a good weekend. My uh, sports team finally won. Finally. Well, the Warriors? Not, yeah, the Warriors. Yes. They're, they're one they're showing promise for the season, so hopefully they can uh, keep it up <laughs> for the next few rounds. And I'm accompanied here by my beautiful Slayer Bear. <laughs> Named after me, I hope, but yeah, let's get into Def- this. Definitely named after you for sure. <laughs> and yeah, that's probably the last Warriors win of the season. Uh, you say this every single season. Yeah, well, fuck you. They're going to, this is our year. It's the Sixers year as well. We can both win this. Surely. The, the Sixers won today, so I'm, I'm doing well. But no, it's been a tiring weekend. And we're doing this on a Sunday, which is kind of nice. We are. Not straight after work, so I'm feeling a little bit good for this one. Yep. Yeah. All right. So before we get started, if you've got any questions or thoughts on what we're discussing, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or TikTok, and we may just feature you on the show. And hey, if you want even more of our content, make sure you head to our website, moviegames.com, for all the latest box office coverage, 4K UHD reviews, film rankings, and award season updates. Also, be sure to follow our email newsletter to keep up to date with everything that we post. Thanks to everyone who's joining in today. We appreciate you. But anyway, let's get to it so on today's show we're going to be covering several topics first is the last of us review tom cruise says the flash is good will shazam fury of the gods be a flop avatar 3 might also be a disney plus series ted lasso season 3 premiere review and just a discussion on our mcu phase one and phase two rankings so yeah exciting show ahead let's do this let's get into it all right, so first topic, we're going to be talking about the Last of Us series. Now, I myself have unfortunately not seen any of the episodes. I've just been so busy. I know I've been missing out. I've seen all the commentary behind it, um, but it's definitely a show that I will uh, make sure I have the time to invest in it. And I haven't played the games either, so yeah. <laughs> but Nayan has played the games. He's uh, watched the series now, so Nayan. Overall thoughts on The Last of Us. What do you think? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. It was really, it It definitely broke the mold of, you know, the classic video games trope, how like video game films or stuff that's transitioned into yeah. live media has become shit. I think this definitely broke that mold. I, yeah. It it didn't deviate from the story too much. Mm-hmm. It pretty much like kept to um, what the game did in series, like even going as far as like scene by scene, word by word as well. Which is fantastic. So it's definitely, um, <clears throat> it's definitely good in terms of um, the game fan base and yeah. paying homage to them and respecting the source material. Um, in terms of the char- characters or actors and slash actress, um, Bella Ramsey as Ellie and um, Pedro Pascal as Joel. Mm-hmm. They they were both great. Um, Pedro Pascal when he got announced as um, as portraying Joel, yeah. Joel, everyone was like. Really? Yeah. But then, like, pretty much the first scene that you see him and he, like, captures that ca- character to, like, nails it down to a T, mm. pretty much. Um, Bella Ramsey, on the other hand, she did get a bit, um, there was more controversy surrounding her. Yeah. Um, is there a bit of actresses out there to portray Ellie? Probably. But mm. I think she did fantastic in this job. I think she nailed it and yep. really captured that, um, or the persona of Ellie, you know, that mm-hmm. wise-ass, potty-mouthed sort of young Little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. So comparing it to the game, 
you would still stick with the game being better as in terms of storytelling. Yeah. 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 Just just because you know, like you have something that's crammed into nine hours compared to something that's like Yeah, it extends a lot plus, more. You know? Right. Yeah. But, no, yeah. I get that. Um yeah, so Pedro Pascal was good. Bella yeah. Ramsey was good. Yeah. What about the technical side of things in terms of how it's shot, how it looks? Yeah. All that uh, stuff. I think the cinematography was excellent. I mm-hmm. think you definitely notice that like over the first four episodes, you can notice like how like true it has been to the game. Yeah. Sort of stuff. Like okay. cinematography wise, it's yep. like pretty much not really panel for panel, but game scene mm-hmm. to scene. Yeah. Um, it's fan it's good. Um the uh the visuals for it is is good mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh they really nailed down the concept of the um, or the look and the feel of the zombies in there, yeah. Um, from the runners to the clickers and whatnot, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, pretty much exactly the same as what is in the games. That's um, good. Then e- even the sound, yeah. mm-hmm. um, sounds, especially the clickers, like they sound exactly as they do in the game. And like as soon as you hear it, you just like your heart drops because you're like, oh god, these characters are fucked. Yeah, yeah. So with that, the there's obviously a score to the game. Does that translate identical, or is it? Is there changes to the score? Pretty much very similar. It's like, yeah. you know, the, your, uh, the score on both the game and mm-hmm. the series is, is great. Yeah. Um, they really keep her, like, they really nail it in terms of, like, the, you know, the couple of guitar strums, yeah. string stuff. That's mm-hmm. what it's, um, that's what Last of Us is, like, somewhat, not iconic, but, like, that's their go-to theme. It's just, like, a couple, like, slow sort of guitar riffs here and there. Yeah. And um, that's what they brought over into um the tv series and it sounds pretty much very similar if not exact to mm-hmm. the, what the game is so i'm happy with the score that's good that's good so the season one it covers the essentially the first game mm-hmm. yeah so is it a complete story does it wrap up all the storyline the character arcs and whatnot yep yep yeah. pretty, it, it pretty much does it's pretty much you get the full game mm-hmm. uh or the first whole game you get this into nine somewhat episodes obviously because yeah. it's nine episodes and mm-hmm. It's not quite that hour mark sort of runtimes yeah. for each episode, so yep. they did have to cut and change and stuff. So there might have there are some stuff that they didn't miss, but in terms of mm-hmm. the overall story, yeah. pretty much from start to finish, they yeah. they wrapped pretty the good. first game up. Mostly. That's good, yeah. So obviously, season two will be the Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, the they, game. They're they're thinking of us splitting that into two seasons. Um, do you think they well. should do that? I think so. See, yeah. uh, sorry, not season two. Uh, mm-hmm. The second game is a big game. Yeah. Um, there's some massive moments as well. Like people are gonna lose their shit when right. they see what happens in that. Yeah. Um, when it comes on air, unless they play the games beforehand. Then. Yep. But yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I think it's a good good decision to split the season up into two. Well, that's good then. Yeah. No, because by that point, I will have hopefully have played the games, or hopefully have uh, watched season one. <laughs> I will have watched season one. I know that much. It will take a while to to complete. I'm sure, especially if they're gonna split it. So yeah. it's probably like two years away, 2024, maybe the end of it or the start of 25. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Depends on when they want to start filming as well. Cause they sort of need to let, um, Bella Ramsey grow in terms of like, is there a mass phase difference between the two games? Yeah. How old, yeah. how, what's the time jump then? I can't remember off the top of my head. I yeah. think I could be wrong. It's, it's between six to 10. I feel. Oh really? Yeah. I, I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head, but she's definitely. Mm. more of an adult than she is as a kid 
you could do a lot with like makeup and yeah, yeah, yeah. that writing, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can, but um, I I think that they're now. I I think what they'll do is they'll work mm. on the script first, which might take a couple of years. Yeah, and then they'll dive into shooting. Plenty of time for me then. But <laughs> no, yeah, what what you're saying here does get me excited. I really do want to check it out. So yeah, no, you seem to have really enjoyed it. So overall rating out of ten. Out of ten. Yeah, what are you gonna give it? <sighs> I would give it a nine point two out of ten. Nine point two. Nine point two. Damn, yeah. is that the that's the highest thing I think you've rated this year? No, yeah. because I think John Wick was a little bit lower. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think yeah. I it definitely deserves that rating just yeah. in terms of like on a not filmmaking but TV making mm-hmm. aspect. Like they nail pretty much every category. You know, like um, yeah. screenplay, mm-hmm. performances, and the technical side. Yeah, and then just how they managed to stay so close to the source material without deviating so much. Yeah. It's like, it's just another bonus. Yeah. That sounds like it's a fine balance to walk that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sounds like it did it here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. That gets me excited though. But yes, moving on. So this one, I think this one's funny to me (laughs) because I can't believe it fully, but Tom Cruise, you know, he's come from Top Gun Maverick. He's got Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 coming out. Uh, one's very anticipated and looks amazing. We've heard good things from the test screenings. Mm-hmm. And then one was genuinely really great and got nominated for Best Picture and a bunch of yep. other awards. So the guy who's behind this, Tom Cruise, he is, you know, I want to call him the mastermind, but he's definitely the the lead in terms of making these things what they are. I'd say he's a mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Especially for Top Gun, I feel he's like. He's a stunt mastermind. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, apparently someone from Warner Brothers had uh, got The Flash movie coming out in June this year, the Ezra Miller story, um, and took it to his house and watched it with him and then took it back to Warner Brothers. Apparently, Tom Cruise went to or cold called the director Mm -hmm. and said that the movie was good, said that the movie is something that we need right now. Yeah. And... I, these are very interesting words. Like saying a movie's good and cold calling a director, it's just like it might be common courtesy in that kind of industry. But to say it's the movie we need right now is very uh that's a that's very high praise. The very few movies kind of have that feel to them. So uh, what do you think about this whole thing with Tom Cruise loving the flash? Yeah, it's interesting because uh when we did our most anticipated list for twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, yeah. I had the flash on my Top 10 for 2022, and then it obviously got delayed. And then this year, I had it in my least anticipated. In my least anticipated. <laughs> and then there's reports of uh, James Gunn coming out and saying, like, this film is probably one of the best comic book films ever. Yeah. And then now this from Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise, um, he rarely comments on this comic book. Sort, yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of, exactly. Sort of stuff. And for him to, like, for this report to come out, mm. um, and p- pretty much praising The Flash, that's Got me thinking, I was like, fuck, maybe I should have kept it in my, <laughs> my top <laughs> Probably 10. should. <laughs> Probably should have. But yeah. yeah, I think, um, I guess it's, it's either a brilliant marketing strategy for a shit film. Mm, yeah. Uh, and if it pulls off, kudos to Warner Brothers, or it could actually be legit in it being a, a, a fantastic film. Yeah. Despite the controversies behind not only the franchise, but the acting, everything else. Yeah. Um, in terms of the, uh, his comments about the film we need right now, that is very interesting. Yeah. Because there's so much superhero content that comes out. Mm. And we can, we can sort of start to see the decline in terms of box office and whatnot. Yeah. From, from those films. And same with, um, uh, from a critical 
uh, standpoint. Yeah. So I, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent sure as to what the Flash would be doing different from those other ones. Mm. Um, yeah. If he's saying that, then there must be. It's either based on the story, because mm. um, it's based on the comic book Flashpoint where. Yeah. Where he goes back, uh, where Flash goes back in time, saves his mother, and then he comes back to the future. It's all just, it's yeah. all different to what he knows. So I yeah. think maybe Tom Cruise could be speaking on that sort of concept mm. sort of thing. Yeah. Like similar to Back to the Future is like something that we don't see enough nowadays. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what he might be saying um, in regards to it's definitely something we need right now. Mm. Um, it's just something different, fresh from like a comic book or in filmmaking sort of stuff yeah actually. yeah yeah no nah, it is that that line is the one that gets me because you know something like top gun maverick i think it was something that we needed from um you know a theatrical release standpoint and just it was a, it was a movie that where everybody loved it yeah your your middle-aged dad loved it his wife Loved it, you know. Just the kids loved it. The the young adults loved it. Every, it was just a movie that everybody loved and enjoyed. And it's, it's such a you know cinematic experience that movie. And I don't know how the Flash could top something like that. Yeah. Um. So and Tom Cruise is the one who's like was behind Top Gun Maverick. So for him to say this, he he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. But I think I I need to like hear him say that. And like, uh, in like an interview or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, because it, yeah, it's like you said, it could be amazing marketing. And when James Gunn said that, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you're just trying to cover up the controversies. You just want this to work. Work so like it can make sense for your DC chapter that's coming in 2025. Yeah, I thought it was all about that, um, and so everyone would see the Flash. But now there's a little. Now it gets interesting. Now there's a little bit more substance to like what this movie will be. Um, yeah, because you have somewhat of an outsider making those comments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not someone who's like behind in DC, like organizing shit. So yeah, it it gets me a little bit excited. I saw the trailer. And I'm like, this could actually be quite fun. I I did enjoy that trailer. Yeah. Um. So I am looking forward to the movie now. I don't know whether it will be good, but um, yeah, I think the Ezra Miller like controversies are something that really kind of shadowed this movie. Hundred percent. And I think. As bad as they were and as, like, annoying it was to hear all this kind of stuff, it's a good reminder to, like, when you're looking at a film, step back from that stuff and just see if the... It, it's not going to affect the movie because it's his own personal life that's affecting it. It's not, nothing on set, something yeah. to do with behind the scenes. So it, his controversies will not affect the outcome of this movie, and we have to f remember that. So The Flash could be a good movie, but... You know, I'm not, I'm not counting on it just yet. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need a little bit more. We'll wait for those um, reactions to come out. Yeah, yeah. Then, then we'll see. But are you, are you looking forward to to the Flash now? Yeah, ever since the trailer yeah. dropped during the Super Bowl, it got me excited. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure as soon as that trailer dropped, I was like, shit, I definitely should have included in my top ten. <laughs> I think James Gunn made his comments. Now Tom Cruise made his comments. I was like, shit. Mm. Got a fucking fly in my face. Go away. Bro, first I was a moth and now it's a fly. <laughs> it's so annoying. All right. So we're going to move on to more DC shenanigans. Uh, Shazam, Fear of the God. That releases this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to see it a few days ago now. I think it was yeah Wednesday of this week. Um, we enjoyed it. We liked it. We did, yeah. We thought it was good. Not as strong as the first, but good 
solid, fun movie. Uh, it seems like most people have agreed with it. I think it's in the 50s now, though, with RT. It's rotten. Yeah, yeah. Um, but from what I've heard from just people, I think they've just enjoyed it. Nothing more, nothing less kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, it doesn't seem like many people are going to go see it. So it's very, very interesting. We forecast this movie to open up to uh, just over 31 million for the weekend. Uh, it had its first day. Um, Yesterday, it just got announced this morning, it made 11 million on its opening day. And that's including Thursday night previews. So it could be looking at around 26 to, to 30 million opening weekend. Yeah. Under 30 million weekend for uh, one, a comic book movie, and two, a movie that its first movie opened up to 55 million. Now, we just were talking about this uh, briefly just before that it needed what 312 yeah, to million break even. to break yeah. even. 312 million to break even. The first movie made 366 million. Um, and yeah, that opened up, that will open up about at least 22 million higher than this first one. So it's looking grim. It's looking like it's going to lose money. We'll see how the international box office results come through tomorrow. But um, it looks like DC has a legitimate flop on its hand. Yeah. I don't think they care though because they're starting fresh, starting new. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I got two questions for you. What what, yeah, what are your thoughts about Shazam opening very, very low? I mean, you've had Scream, Creed. Like they're gonna almost double this kind of opening. Um, for one. And then what is this saying about superhero movies now? Well, things to unpack here. Um Yeah, sorry. I should ask once at one at a time. Uh uh, your your first question is um, pretty much I could have told you as soon as I saw that trailer. Remember how we watched the trailer? I was like, oh, I felt like as if I've seen the whole movie. Yeah, I think that can be brought into this comment uh, comment now. Um, mm -hmm. How like people have pretty much saw the whole movie in that in that trailer, so they don't feel to go to the cinema. Yeah, and because the critic reviews have just been so shit, they're like, oh, okay. I'm definitely not going to go see it now. Yeah. Um, so that, that could affect that. And then um, with Scream and Creed, they're like both very good and solid films. Mm. Um, so I can easily see like one of those two films like jumping back in the number one spot at the box office next yeah. week. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, John Wick will John come Wick, out. Yeah. yeah. But ahead of Shazam. Yeah. 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 Um, what was the second question? Oh, superheroes in general. Yeah. Um, I think... Because it had pretty much two shits in a row, you know. You, we had Ant Man and now this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both rotten, yeah. both underperforming massively at the box yeah. office. Um, and we both thought that both films were fine. Like they obviously had their flaws, but yeah, yeah. Um, I I definitely think superhero fatigue is kicking in, and I hundred percent blame Marvel for it in their mm. Phase Four, where they like pushed out three movies a year and yeah, three um TV series. It was four, four TV, four whatever. movies, four yeah. TV, yeah, four TV series. Yeah. I think that was just a little bit too much. I think they got a lot. They got very ambitious. Yeah. Um, at the end of Endgame, mm. and so that's trying to affect that. And then you have that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is that you have the DC EU, which is just known for not producing good content. They probably only have like three, maybe four films, if that, that if are good. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That are good. So mm. people, when they see Shazam, they're like, oh, it's part of this universe that is already fucking shit. Yeah. Why should we spend our money to see something? And then obviously with 
at restructuring now. Absolutely. That pretty much the next two films, um, The Flash and Aquaman, is going to be made irrelevant. Running um, off air. Yeah, so yeah. people will be... I reckon people will go see Flash just in terms of how it can retcon the entire franchise. Mm. But in terms of Aquaman, that's probably going to flop as well because no one's going to care. They're like, okay, Interesting. okay th- this whole universe is done and we're getting a new one in yeah. two years' time. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, just going to pause on this though. I'm going to go out and kill this fly because it's pissing me off. And then we'll resume the podcast very shortly. <laughs> All right. So I've got some fly spray to kill this fly. And he's hidden from us now. Uh, so I got the fly spray in one hand. And so I might be able to kill a fly <laughs> live. So enjoy that uh, sideshow. But yeah. This cunt is hiding and he's, uh, he's waiting for the opportune moment to come in. So I can, annoying. I can fully see. Uh, the fly land on James's uh drink there, and just James unwillingly spraying on it. And I don't care just... at that point. It's a worthy sacrifice <laughs> to get rid of the drink, to get rid of this fly. But not not for the naysayer. Oh yeah, you make a good point yeah. there. I couldn't get rid of the naysayer. Anyway, enough of this fucking fly until it's dead. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Shazam? Um. Okay. So Shazam, uh, flopping at the the box office, and it will be a flop. I don't think there's much doubt about it. Especially with a, you know, John Wick and Dungeons and Dragons and Mario yeah. Bros coming out, yeah. it's, it's, its audience is going very rapidly. Yeah, um, I don't think Warner Brothers cares too much. Uh, I think their marketing campaign was very weak. Um, Especially if they show what, yeah, young. I can say it. Wonder yeah. Woman in that TV spot, you know. Yeah, I think you can say it now. People have seen it, and people that haven't seen it yet don't want to see it. And it's yeah, all over the internet. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think with I think you covered it very nicely with how um you know DC is restructuring towards the future. I think the majority of box office comes from the casual movie goer. It doesn't come from fans like you and I. Yeah. Um the aim of a studio is to market their movies in a way to attract the common folk, the the random people that are gonna walk in and be like, hmm. Which post looks cool? So that movie looks cool. That's playing on the screen when they go to see like tra- or like session times and whatnot. Yeah, that's who they want to appeal to because fans will see it regardless. Um, and you know this movie it doesn't look that good to from a you know a casual perspective. Uh, it's like you said they showed the whole movie, so it's not going to really intrigue interest. Yeah. Um, I think. I think when it comes to The Flash and Aquaman, I think Aquaman is very strong um, because it releases at the end of the year when box office just goes bananas over the holiday period. So it, it gets a healthy boost from that regardless. And I, I do think The Flash is almost destined to fail. Um, you reckon? They can market the Batman as much as they want in it because that's what they're trying to get. I, f- I feel that's what they're mm. doing as but well. But Batman is no longer the popular box office draw that he was they've killed the character as in dcu just dc in general like in terms of on box office the character of batman is no longer the draw that he is and for a while i thought spider-man was that especially with the amazing spider-man's not Mm -hmm. doing so well Mm -hmm. but he revived himself and um you know like look at look at the batman that was a good batman movie and it only made 750 million was that r-rated it's PG thirteen, and then you got Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises getting like over a billion, and then even you know Batman vs Superman failed at the box office. That was beginning and the end. Yeah, yeah. but um, 
yeah, it still made more. And the, I know the excitement for that was huge because it was Batman again. I don't think yeah. I've ever been more excited for a film than Batman vs Superman. Uh, that's definitely a top three yeah. anticipated for me. That was just, yeah, ridiculous, yeah. yeah. And it failed on every expectation ever. Even the fight was underwhelming. Maybe this is a podcast for another day. It was. But, I mean, I just want to add to that. I remember when um, you and I, we weren't so familiar with each other and we were working at Hoyt's. Oh, uh, yeah. And then I remember we were planning a cinema together. It was just dead quiet, just me and you. And then just like, you're like, oh, what do you think about Superman? Yeah. I was like, oh. It's back when I didn't like James. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it was okay. It had, its, it had its flaws. And then you're like, yeah. And we just hear the depression in each other's voices. It was not a good time. <laughs> um, and but, that's yeah. how me and James became best friends. <laughs> Through Batman. Uh, um, but no, I, I don't think The Flash is going to do that well. I think you're looking at a $500, $600 million movie. Mm. Yeah. But in terms of superheroes and where they're going on, I guess, an interest in box office level, mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's superhero fatigue just yet. I think it's just the the casual moviegoer having a higher standard for their movies now, or their superhero movies, mm. because there's so much of them, and they're easy entertainment. And so when there's so much of them, when you have a cost of living crisis going, that's global yeah. and all that stuff, people are going to be a lot picky. And so when you're releasing these things that are getting bad reception from critically and word of mouth, they're going to be like, okay, I can wait. And the wait time to see these movies is very, it's much shorter than it used to be. It used to be like three months, and now it's like a month and a half. Yeah, and yeah. even some, it's just a couple of weeks, and boom, it's on streaming. Exactly, yeah. So people can just wait for this kind of stuff now. So that plays into it. Um, I cannot definitively say whether superhero movies are going down just yet. Shazam and Ant-Man aren't uh, the type of characters or franchises to really, uh, you know... They don't have that weight to them, that expectation. Like, they're doing shit, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> they're, they're, they're not the ones. If, if you saw, like, the Batman doing this, bro, like, you'd be like, oh, fuck, like, they're in trouble. For Marvel and DC to be worried, I think we'll see how Guardians does. We'll see how Spider-Verse does. And, you know, the Flash and Aquaman, they are, they will have some indication there as well. But we'll have to wait for that. And if they start doing really bad, this could be the beginning of the end yeah. for superhero movies. I think I'd welcome it. You'd welcome it? I loved the Infinity Saga and I had the best time with it. And yeah. I don't want them to go. I just want them to, I could, I'd be happy if they died down. Less is more. Mm. There's like a common business. Yeah. I hear the fly. James is getting up. He's ready. <laughs> Anything to kill a fly. <laughs> so I just got a face full of fly spray. It's a... Oh, thanks for the air freshener. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think I missed it, but I got you, so. If I pass out <laughs> in the midway of my sentence, you guys can uh, blame James for spraying me with fly spray and then air freshener straight away. I, oh my God, this is such an entertaining podcast. I really <laughs> hope you guys are listening to this because this is a roller coaster. Holy shit. This fly is causing all sorts of <laughs> havoc. Yeah. But I might be the nay slayer after this because he's going to pass out from Black Spray. <laughs> James is a nay slayer. Huh? I don't even know what I was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where we're going. We're just going to move on. I think we covered uh, Shazam yeah. being a shit show at the box office well enough. Um, yeah, we're going to move on to um, Nayan's second favorite franchise, Avatar. Um, oh, I yeah. just saw The Fly again. 
I'm going to do my best to ignore this one. All right, so we're going to move on to the Avatar franchise. Um, Avatar 2, it made uh, a gazillion dollars again. I don't know how it is did it. Is it 2.1 or 2.2? Uh, it's near, I think it's like 2.29. Right. So it'll hit 2.3 by the end of its run. Yeah. Um, third movie to do so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. These movies have a global uh, attraction. I don't know why they get so much money. They're good, but yeah. they're, they're, uh. I can understand the first one because it's so revolutionary. Mm. Maybe the second one as well. I, I can somewhat understand because it's been like, you know, 12, mm. 13 years yeah. <clears throat> since yeah. the release and that huge, technolog- t- huge technological advancement. Mm. But um, I guess Avatar 3 would be the real test because that all just slims down. It's just more of the same. Exactly, yeah. But at this point, I don't think Disney can say really no to anything uh, James Cameron really requests. Yeah. Because uh, he just, he's just brings in, he's just a moneymaker for them. I mean, two films, that's almost $5 billion Yeah, in total. But we've had a new report come out regarding uh, Avatar 3. There's no title for that just yet. But the new report um, it suggests, and it's rumored, that Avatar 3, it will be a theatrical release in its uh, theatrical cut form, but later on released as a nine-hour Disney Plus limited series. Because we heard the report about a couple months ago that there was the Avatar 3 cut was nine hours, yeah. and James Cameron wanted all of the VFX done before cutting it. Yeah. And so you could just see Disney um, pushing this towards a limited series. So, yeah, a qu- couple questions with this one again. Do you agree with... Um, that the visual effects should be all done before cutting it? And would you like to see an Avatar 3 limited series release on Disney Plus after the, the theatrical cut of Avatar 3 releases? It's like the director's cut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, answer to your first question is yes. I mean, if you're going to make a film, mm. make it yep. to its completion. Mm-hmm. Um, James Cameron definitely has that pull power, 100% has that pull power to dictate what, he wants. Yeah. Um, this is his vision at the end of the day. This is literally his franchise that he's um, created mm-hmm. um, many moons ago. So I feel that the studio should give him justice to let him, you know, yeah. complete the film in its mm-hmm. entirety. Yeah. And then from there he can chop and choose mm-hmm. um, what scenes to use and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, in terms of it being a Disney Plus series, I mean, th- this whole entire, if not Avengers, uh, Avatar French. Just my old company. Because we're all, uh, let's be real, and we're sponsored by an odd company unofficially. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get that partnership. Yeah. One uh, day. I really hope someone from Odd Company listens to us, but they probably won't because <laughs> of how chaotic our show is. Um, <laughs> anyway, in regards to it being a short series, I still think in my mind, and I know that you've said this countless times as well, James, mm. is that Avatar is made for the cinema, the big screen. Yeah. It's just not the same on a smaller screen. Yeah. I mean, same can be said for um, Top Gun Maverick as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that rule applies here as well. Like, mm. yes, obviously James Gunn wants to get his... Oh, James Gunn. James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Too many Jameses. <laughs> yeah. James, yeah, I got three on my mind right now because you're James as well. Yeah. Uh, James Cameron, um, obviously he wants to get his vision out, but you can't expect people to sit in the cinema for nine hours. That's just, that, that's unrealistic and, une- yeah, and uneconomical as well. Yeah. So I think in terms of the Disney Plus series, it, 
it's probably the best way to see his full vision. Mm, um, yeah. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, mm. it if if he's releasing the theatrical cut yeah. and then we see that and then X amount of months later yeah. he releases this nine hour cut on Disney Plus, yeah. that's fine. But if I was releasing simultaneously, I'd be like, nah. Oh, fuck that, yeah. yeah, I was like, nah, you, you need to let one to breathe. And if you're going to let one to breathe, you push that series back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I wouldn't mind it. I'll watch it very slowly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, very slowly. But yeah, I, I think if we want to get the full vision of James Cameron in this Avatar mm. universe, I think that this is the mo- most feasible way to do it. Yeah. I'm I'm mostly interested in, because uh, there's obviously, obviously, you know, Avatar 4 and 5 on the release slate now. Um, they release every two years um, from 22. So if there's a nine hour cut here, is are we gonna have the is it the same issue with Avatar four and five? Like why can't this movie just be cut into Avatar three, four, and five? If mm. if it needs to be in there and it feels like James Cameron, based on these reports, that he needs to have that in the cut. Yeah. Yeah. And I know James Cameron enough that he is a supporter of the theatrical release. He's a fan of the cinema and the big screen and whatnot. And so I think he would only allow this to happen and Mark my words. When I say allow, I mean allow. He, if he said no, Disney or Disney would just back off. Like yeah. they would trust his vision. So if he's allowing this, if this is going to become a real thing, then he wants that vision to be out there. He wants people to see it. I don't see people seeing it, um, and I feel like you would absolutely milk the franchise to death if you did this. Yeah. Like, like, like you just said before about Avatar one. You know, on a technical technological standpoint it changed everything everyone was interested and then the second one to a degree did the same thing and so the third one will be a test in time because the advancement in terms of its visual effects and technology will be uh much more limited than what we've had um so yeah i mean and then you have a series with it, it it's like the mcu again yeah it's like everything that we get in this life now Needs to have a spin-off or and, and a series. I'm just, I'm 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 over it, and I I couldn't imagine a casual audience sitting down and watching nine hours of this on Disney Plus. Yeah, no one has that time these days. Yeah. Um. So I do not want to see this on Disney Plus. It is not for the small screen. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen stuff like you know those kind of movies like you know Dunkirk, uh, Top Gun Maverick. 1917 I've seen them on the small screen and they're good movies they're great movies but they're they're not they don't feel or hit the same as they do yeah yeah so I hope that James Cameron can cut this down I'm 50-50 I want to see this vision but I I don't want to see this on a small screen yeah yeah but would you sit nine hours in a cinema to watch it if you had like three intermission breaks I thought you were going to say all at once um Oh, that's a whole day, bro. I don't know if I could do that. Um, is, it, is it releasing simultaneously with Avatar 3? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Oof. I don't, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I'd want to do it. Um, I probably would do it because, you know, I love movies and I'm on Let's Be Real and with movie games, so I'd watch it for that kind of sake. But uh, nothing brings me happiness of sitting in a movie theater for nine hours in a day. 
and then yeah, could you do it? No, no, not not for Avatar. Yeah, I mean we did it for Lord of the Rings. And we that, did do it, yeah, and that's because of it's a franchise that I really love. That's a um, trilogy as well. That's like yeah. different movies. It's not just one <clears throat> nine-hour cut of Return of the King, for instance. Yeah, you know? pretty much. Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, I, I can't do it. Yeah, like I'd either have to be pissed mm. or something. Oh, oh, like drunk or like yeah, yeah, yeah. pissed off. All oh, right, <laughs> sorry, <Yeah. laughs> Kiwi slang here. Yeah, I need to be like I need to have a decent amount of drinks in me before mm. I go there, and drinks obviously throughout um, before <laughs> I were to suffer through nine hours of Avatar. Um, but yeah, suffer. You mean get pleasure from only visually. It's <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I, I need something. If it released later down the line and say Avatar 3 is like a masterpiece, like like really fucking good. Yeah. Like let's say it's like a 98% on one tomato. It's like a Top Gun Maverick, Mad Max, Fury Road, Revenant kind of movie. Yeah. Then I'll sit through nine hours. Mm-hmm. But, but not simultaneously. Yeah. But if it's like Avatar 2, which I do really love that movie, I, I could not do nine hours of it. I don't need nine hours of swimming with whales and <laughs> clapping or whatever they jumping around. Getting eaten by a whale. <laughs> yeah. And like bonding with it like inside its mouth. <laughs> Tolkien writer. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. But I think that sums up our feelings about Avatar 3 and a Disney Plus series regarding that pretty nicely. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on to Ted Lasso now. And I don't know how popular Ted Lasso is. If, if everyone's listening, I don't know if much people... I think it's, it's fairly popular now. It has to be. I mean, it's got an... Um... The Premier League sponsorship rights in terms of wearing the yeah. same kit and stuff. It's won numerous Emmys. Oh, yeah, yeah, well. absolutely. So it's definitely making waves. I just don't know if people are actually tuning in. Um, I know it's Apple's biggest uh, property, which yeah. they, they, they're paying like Jason Sudeikis like a million dollars per episode now. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the episode one dropped for season three. It's been about a year and a half wait. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. I remember what or like starting it um, in lockdown in New Zealand here, um, and it was just the boost of like positivity and a wholesome thing that I needed at that time because we we get a lot of good content now, but it's usually like kind of like dark and like quite impactful emotionally. This is just kind of yeah. something different, changing up the spices, and yeah. I spread it to everyone I knew, and they really caught fire. Yeah, which is Roy, how you came along to it, Roy Kent, huh? Roy Kent. My spirit animal. You're Nate the Great. I'm not Nate. Nate the Great. No, that guy's a cunt. You're season three, Nate. Um, I am no... <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> All right, I'm leaving movie games now to go to a competitor. Um, I won't name any competitors. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. Okay, so episode one dropped. You've seen it, I presume? No. Have you not seen it? No, I have. No, you have? <laughs> yeah. All right, so it was a, it was a good juicy length. What do you think of it? Yeah, I, I thought it was fine in terms of like a first episode. Um, mm. It somewhat planted the seeds of where we're going to see this um, season pretty much go towards. Yeah. Um, it was very Ted Lasso-y, so, yeah. so to speak, you know, like mm. it did, didn't deviate from the formula or whatnot. It was just a standard episode of Ted Lasso. So yeah. um, they stuck to the formula and it works. Mm. Um, it worked here. Um, they did tease um, somewhat of Ted like, Embracing his more darker side mm. um, throughout this episode. And I, w- I wish he did in, yeah. in that press conference scene. If anyone that has watched this episode, they'll know what I'm 
yeah. talking about, but yeah. I sort of wish he just, you know, just mm-hmm. went, just embraced went that side yeah. and like was more uncharacteristic from himself. Mm. That would have just like freshened up his character. And <clears throat> I feel, probably, probably I, I feel like that changes or like, that's not what the show's about. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's not, but mm. it, it's, it'll de- it's definitely a surprise. Like yeah. it'll be like, uh, Oh shit. This wholesome character that, voices the shit together somewhat like mm. in like in the public eye yeah it's just suddenly snapping like mm. yeah yeah you know? but um yeah I, I enjoyed it. it was fine um as a first first episode of season can be you know it's always about that setup and then the yep. episodes flowing on is that that's when we get into the more juicy meteor side of things yeah yeah no i i, I agree with you um like i'm with you that i want to see, i wanted to see ted lasso snap at that point in yeah. the in the show because it felt justified but i do think it uh him not doing that is you know it's a reflection of what the show's all about yeah it, it's you know it's teaching us to be to be better people and all that kind of stuff i think that's the whole purpose of the show just it's about you know just good people doing you know good things for others and stuff like that and so if you saw Ted Lasso snap, it's kind of like it goes against what the entire show is about. Yeah. Um. So it, it it sticks to its roots, I guess, and that that's all well and good. I do hope we get a movie or not a movie, like a moment where he does snap. I hope this builds up because you know at at some point, like with Ted Lasso and what's um Nate the Great's doing, um. At at some point, that has to get to a person. Like that's yeah. like deep betrayal. Um, I, I feel if he's gonna snap to anyone, it'll either be Coach or oh, I forgot her name, her character's name, the owner of Richard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would rather just see him snap at Nate, straight up, straight to his face. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, because they'll like kind of freak Nate out. Um. But I, I, we got a, a lot more of Nate the Great than I thought we would. Um, we did. Yeah. Well, like, what do you think about him and how the series is, or like the season's going to treat his turn to the dark side? Well, we can see he's a lot more of a cunt. <laughs> that, that, that's a that, way to put it. That, that's for sure. Like his ego has got the bit better of him. Yeah. For sure. But he's still that little pussy inside, you know, like that um, press conference, he's going to ask these questions and he just went back into like his shell and he had to like go under the desk to do his whole spit thing before he came out of confident. Yeah. He yeah. just, he, he, so that, that's a flaw in him as yeah. this, you know, eager like, person that's, mm. is it egotistical? Is that yeah. the word? Yeah. Yeah. Self, like he still has that soft spot, like where he's just, he just can't deal with stuff until he has that mm. spit in the mirror sort of moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think with him being next to Rupert, or under Rupert's wing, mm. I think we're going to see him break away from that mold and just become a lot more confident, cocky, arrogant. E- everything that, you know, yeah. pretty much people hate. Yeah. That makes you want to boo him. Mm. You know? So we'll definitely see that a lot more. And then the fact that he went from Richmond to West Ham. Yeah, West Ham. United. West Ham yeah. as well. So mm. when that eventful match happens... It's going to be one for the ages, and cool. I and I really hope it's not like a, you know, with most of these soccer scenes and throughout the show, it's like five minutes of soccer yeah. or football, sorry, mm. and then it just cuts to the story. I really hope, like, I feel this whole show is building up to that moment, yeah, somewhat like West Ham versus 
yeah. Richmond. So mm. I feel at least half the episode should just be based on that game. Yeah, I felt Personally. like season two wasn't enough football in it. Yeah. Uh, you kind of forgot that it was a show based on a football team and a coach and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I hope that we get back to that. And I think season or episode one kind of showed us that in a, in a way, that it is going to be a little bit more about the football and the building up to West Ham and stuff like that. Yeah. In terms of Nate the Great's uh, turn, yeah I, yeah, I think you covered it pretty well. He's he's clearly still that guy deep down. Yeah. He just needs to, uh, you know, go through his uh, process. Yeah, you know, process to yeah. like. He's just being someone that he that he's not, and he's just he's just dealing with that. And he doesn't quite believe in that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's he's just really trying to do it for his parents, as you see, like yeah, their texting conversation and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And now he's got like a what was it, a nice Aston Martin car. Ah, oh, so, so jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He went from a shitty Mini to an Aston Martin in like the space of a day. Yeah, good old Rupert, eh? Wish, um, I, wish I had a boss like that. <laughs> hey, boss, can you buy me a Lamborghini? Yeah, sure thing, no problem. Just ride it off the first day. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I mean, they've said that, and they've, Doubled down on this, that season three is the last season. Yeah, which is and a shame. They keep sticking to it. They're, they keep saying, oh, we've written it this way, and la-di-da. And that's all well and good. I, I like a complete full vision. Um, Apple is going to be fighting tooth and nail to get them to come back for season four because it's their biggest property. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But um, I felt like we were getting the fi- or like a tease of the final or like the end of Ted Lasso here. Yeah, you know, just complications with his son and proposing questions of like, why are we here in London and stuff? Yeah. It's like, it feels like oh, you that isn't that walk with coach. Pardon? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's gonna want to like um, head back by the by the you know yeah. season end. Um, but then I wonder like, they have to win the Premier League at some point, you know, from that last scene in season one where it's like we're gonna win the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it, that has to come to a completion. Um, or even if not winning, just being in that final. Yeah, yeah, and beating West Ham in the final. Oh, oh, that would be good. But um, just beating West Ham, I guess. But yeah. it's going to be very interesting. If this, if they've written it like the final one, it seems like they've got a lot of ground to cover to get there based on the, the football team and yeah. all the characters. And then, you know, you got everything with Roy Kent and what's her name? Keely. Pardon? Keely. Keely, yeah. And just that rat. I felt like that was random, and that was kind of out of the blue. It was, but it was addressed by the um, niece. Like, you know, they they talked about it, but like I thought they were very strong at the end of the last season, and then just now, and you know, you got Jamie coming in. It might be like a love triangle situation. I don't know how that's going to play out or why it's even happening, but I guess guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. but real happy that Ted Lasso is back. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, we're gonna move on now. So recently we have done some uh lists on MCU phases. We keep talking about the MCU. Yep. Um first first two phases up on uh moviegames.com if you want to go check them out. Yeah. So basically what we do is we uh note down our favorite films from each uh phase and then we just kinda put it into a calculated list and then yeah, that that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but with, you know, the MCU kind of all tits up right now, um, <laughs> we thought, you know, let's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just, uh, see how all the phases have gone. Obviously 
phase four we will cover later on. Yeah. Well, yeah. so phase four surely deserves its own like little podcast special. Oh, <laughs> I could talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, but I could for a while. But yeah, anyway, our list for phase one. Our number one, our highest, was Coll- the Avengers. Collectively. Collectively, yep. Was the Avengers. Second, Iron Man. Third, Captain America, the first Avenger. Four, Thor. Five, the Incredible Hulk. Six, Iron Man 2. You're laughing because Thor and Four arrived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like trying to space it out um, <laughs> so it didn't like rhyme too much. Um, but yeah, no, so obviously... Iron Man 2 is last. Yeah. Um, and the Avengers is first. What do you what do you think about this list? Is it a good representation of what phase one really I is? I think it is. Yeah. I think it now like we all we you and I both agreed on the last and the first. hundred mm. percent. Even yeah. even second with it being Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just more the middle categories. But yeah. I, I think me personally, um, I think we know this list fine. Like it was good. Like yeah. Iron Man 2 is by far the worst. Um The Incredible Hulk is Pretty much like the forgotten one where people don't think about it that often. Yeah. So yeah. that's automatically second to last. And then you obviously have Thor and Captain America as the middles. And then mm. Iron Man, it started started this whole superhero fatigue. Yeah. It's going to kick in soon. Started it. Yeah. Started it all. And then, <laughs> and then obviously, like, you know, that, that five year sort of build up towards mm. the Avengers. Yeah. Um, everyone questioning whether, like, work. like, it could work, like having a team of. of Superheroes and them just absolutely nailing it. Yeah. In terms of scale back in 2011 days, you mm. know? I it's mean, crazy, if, yeah. yeah. And then obviously, fast forward to the future, you get in game. It's just like, wow, fuck. It is, yeah. It's pretty yeah. pretty mind blowing how it's like blowing up. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think Loki was a perfect villain. Yeah. For, for the Avengers. Yeah. Especially yeah. for the first one, the little team of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. He, he was really good. Yeah. Yeah. When I went through this list, I, I was like, wow, there are like, only really two movies that I actually like. The Avengers and Iron Man. I don't like yeah. Thor 1. I don't like Captain America 1. I don't like Incredible Hulk. I don't like Iron Man 2. Like, Cap 1, Thor 1, and Hulk, I think they're fine. They're watchable, but they're not, like, I don't think they're good. Like Groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah there's nothing special about it. I'm like, this is quite a weak phase. Um, the Avengers, like you said, like, everyone was questioning whether it could work, and it really did work. I think Joss Whedon did a really good job with that. And Iron Man starting it all. Um, yeah. So I was quite surprised about yeah, just how weak it was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think phase three is the peak. Yeah. And that's because where everything started to come together. Yeah. Yeah. But our phase two list now. Um, so our first one for phase two is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Second, Guardians of the Galaxy. Third, Avengers Age of Ultron. Four, Iron Man 3. Five, Ant-Man. And six, Thor The Dark World. So, yeah. Mm. What do you think about this one? I think it's very accurate. Hands down, Thor The Dark World is the worst MCU film. No, it's not. Thor Love and Thunder is... (laughs) Okay. Probably. <laughs> it's, all, it's Thor. It's, it's, it's all, always it's, Thor. The Thor curse, but yeah. <laughs> In this phase, it's hands down that Thor, and it should be rotten. I don't know how it's not rotten. Yeah. That that surprises me. Like, it should be, like, down on, like, Suicide Squad 2016 and Batman vs. 
Batman v Superman sort of mm. levels. Yeah. Um, but everything else above that, like Guardians, fantastic. Considering that yeah. it's like a C list, it's not even B list or A list. It's yeah. a it's a C list sort of superhero mm. team, man. And now they, they're A-listers. Yeah, now, yeah. now they're A-listers. I mean, we're getting games for it now. We're getting yeah. spin-offs, specials, mm. three tri- uh, three films following this as well. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. So kudos to James Gunn and them for realizing that talent mm. and whatnot. Um, and Captain America, Winter Soldier, That's that was just great for that time. You know, like it, it's it was... one of the best. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was dark. It was gritty. Yeah. It, it shied away from the MCU formula of like humor and whatnot like it still had humor but not constant it was more set into realism it had yeah. higher stakes with um yeah. sheldon hydra and yeah. then that, that tension between um steve rogers and him finding out that bucky is alive but he's bad in terms yeah in the winter soldier as well yeah yeah no you you covered it off perfectly there captain america winter soldier guns of the galaxy both great movies um definitely uh in the top tier of the MCU. Um, besides that, the middle players like Ant-Man, Age of Ultron, Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World. Again, they're not movies that are that great. Like, they're, they're much more enjoyable. Ant-Man, Age of Ultron, and Iron Man 3 are enjoyable movies. Um, but they're, they're nothing to like. They're, they're not great or amazing. Yeah, and, and yeah, Thor, Thor the Dark World is truly, truly bad. Yeah. It's not, it's not worse than Love and Thunder because... I think Thor The Dark World is competently made. It's just boring as yeah. hell. Love and Thunder is just atrociously <laughs> bad and extremely unfunny. Um, Spoil it for Phase 4. Fuck Phase 4. Um, we're not going to cover that one because I'll walk off in anger. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a, it's a good phase. I think it's where MCU really starts to find itself and understand its identity. Um, and obviously phase through is where they kind of hit all cylinders. So it's yeah. a, it's a good phase for like Marvel to really move forward through. Phase two was really where they started to introduce Thanos into the bigger picture. And yeah, this, this is the threat that we're up against now. They start to really understand what <laughs> they could do with the whole universe. Yeah. No, a- absolutely. Um, but you yeah, know, that's going to do us for today. Uh, you know, you've got it all on this episode. Sprayed Nan with fly spray. He hasn't died yet, so yeah, he's not a fly. Mind you, I have sure. not seen that fly no. since he sprayed me. So hopefully no. it's a win-win. It's a win-win because you smell delicious as well. Yeah, because wow. Because the air freshener. I did that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. It's all good. <laughs> like, you didn't even hesitate when you sprayed me. Like, you didn't be like, bro, dark or anything. You just went straight on me. Fly, and I was bro. like, oh, shit. We knew the stakes. <laughs> We had higher stakes than any Phase 4 MCU movie. For a friend, the, the fly had to cut. For to a friendly fire was definitely off on this one. I saw the word Slayer on my bear and I was like, okay, I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm never buying this bear again for us. <laughs> Only for myself. Uh, all right. So before we sign off, we want to hear your thoughts. Did you agree with everything that we talked about today? Did you agree that I sprayed name with fly spray? <laughs> or do you think that Avatar 3 should be? a nine-hour limited series on Disney+. Plus. Whatever it is, whatever you thought, just head on over to our Instagram at MovieGains and we can talk about it some more. If you want more of our content, check out MovieGains.com for all our 4K movie reviews, box office analysis, and coverage of award season. Remember, we did do our Phase 1 and 2 for the MCU on there, so check out our movie list. 
we'll also be uh, doing phase three, phase four, and we've got some other good stuff coming out soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if you do want to keep up to date everything that we post on our website, just join the email newsletter. You'll get a, a weekly roundup of all of our uh, good posts for the week. So, yeah. yeah. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow us on whatever platform that you're listening from and turn on those notifications and you'll never miss another one. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll catch you next time. Have a great day. Peace. See you later.